Hello everyone, welcome to the Pop That Mama podcast. Yes, we do have another birth story for you. We're joined by Sammy Cox, who's an incredible birth worker, hypnobirthing practitioner, just as passionate about birth as I am. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Enjoy listening. Hi, Sammy. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Hi, Poppy. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. So good to have you on. So, um, yeah, over to you to say hi. Cool. So, hi, I'm Sammy. I'm a mum of two children who scarily are already nine and six. And I live in Exeter in Devon with my husband, Ollie. And I'm from Exhale Birthing and Beyond, um, where I run pregnancy yoga classes and hypnobirthing courses. Thank you so much, Sammy. Uh, so let's get into it over to you to share your story feel free to talk about what prep you did or just launch into the story however you want to do it go for it awesome thank you so I'll probably start by saying that my birth experiences are 100% the reason why I do what I do now um what I do is really born through my own personal experience especially from my my first um pregnancy and birth I went through what I believe to be a huge transformation from how I felt about birth kind of growing up and well even beyond that really just growing up as a child but even into early adulthood and um, the transformation went from there to the actual experience that I that I had and I really hope therefore that my story will actually inspire anyone else who might be feeling the same as I did before giving birth. So Basically, when I grew up, I had a real, real deep-rooted fear of birth, kind of stemmed from, I would say, birth stories, predominantly my mum's, from giving birth to my brother and myself, which really wasn't the nicest. And then um, from what we've been sort of subjected to and, and conditioned by the media, it really, really did shape me. And I remember so vividly growing up that I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I am firstly either not going to get pregnant and not going to have children or if I do for whatever reason I will be having a cesarean because that is just not for me no thanks won't be doing it um and aside from that I also had I don't know where this comes from but I had a real fear of hospitals and medicated drugs like it was just something that really um instilled some anxiety in me that I just thought all of it combined was just not going to be for me. I, I think I was really shaped with a huge anxiety, no matter which way I actually considered giving birth. Therefore, <laughs> fast forward a good few years and I find out I'm pregnant. And when I found out, my initial reaction was just pure fear. I was like, what am I going to do? And even my husband was like, oh my goodness, you're going to be an absolute nightmare. So once I got over the initial shock, um, even though we were kind of actually trying, it wasn't like a, an accident, but it, it happened really quickly. So I don't think kind of I prepared myself as mentally as I expected. So however, I found out I was pregnant and when the shock subsided, I realized that I really needed to do some work around this fear. And I needed to really dig deep into what the birth process was about and what would happen to me and my body. And I really had this strong sense that if I understood the birth process, and how to support my body, that I could prepare myself in both my mind 
and therefore change my perception and have a different birth to what I had been conditioned to believe it would be. Um, so as a result, I attended antenatal classes that were a really lovely combination of hypnobirthing, pregnancy yoga, really gentle kind of pregnancy yoga moves, um, relaxation, the hypnobirthing techniques. And most importantly, I think for me was the active birth education. And then aside from that, I just read a lot of books. I mean, I really just immersed myself in everything birth because I really sensed and really had a strong, a real strong feeling that, you know, knowledge is power. And for me, I just had to understand all the nooks and crannies, all the tiny details. So that's what I did. And then as a result, through learning and educating myself about the birth process and what was needed for physiological birth, which was something that I was really keen to go for, I learned that what was needed in terms of hormones and how your environment is so key to the release of oxytocin and that feeling of safety. I became so focused on the idea of having a home birth because for me, the fear of going into hospital, I knew wasn't going to be the right setting for me personally, or even going into the midwife led unit with the birthing center. It just wasn't gonna be right for me and wasn't gonna be conducive of producing everything that I needed to labor comfortably. And my pregnancy was considered low risk and my midwife was super supportive and actually really encouraged me towards my decision of having a home birth. So that's where, where my prep led me to. And my birth story begins. I was 40 weeks and nine, plus nine days. This was my first baby. So it was about nearly nine and a half years ago now, which is bonkers. And I remember waking up feeling fairly fed up and really at this point keen to avoid an induction which had been booked in I think it was either a day or two later I woke up feeling like I had done for the last sort of week or so pretty fed up and just feeling the relentlessness of the pregnancy and the heaviness and then I woke up and I actually had a show but I remember at the time thinking I'm not actually sure if this is a show um a little bit unsure so I actually called my midwife to ask her and she said it probably was but I was actually seeing her later on that day anyway. So she said, just lie down, chill, completely relax. And I'll see you later because, you know, just, just chill and try not to focus on it too much. So that's exactly what I did. I then got myself pretty much horizontal for the whole day until I went to see her around five o'clock that evening. When I got there, I was actually booked in to have a sweep. I'd had a few sweeps um, beforehand. And I had a sweep and it was literally just a matter of minutes later where I was like, oh, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm feeling something. And I actually don't believe that it was because of the sweep. I, I truly believe that I was going to go into labor then anyway. But I remember getting in the car, driving home. It was a, a little, little drive away to get home from where I'd gone for my appointment. And I remember thinking that's, that, that's a contraction and the reason that kind of really sticks in my mind is because I know I remember in the lead up in my pregnancy, I questioned a lot to myself and out loud in the classes, like, how will I know if I'm having a contraction? How will I know? It's definitely that. And something was just so instinctive in me. I was like, that is 100% a contraction. This is my labor. It's this is starting. So I called my husband as I was driving home and I said that I'm I'm feeling a, I've had a couple of contractions. I think things are starting. It was really like um, just a light period, like cramp feeling. 
like the start just before your period it was yeah unmistakable I hadn't had any Braxton Hicks throughout my whole pregnancy so I just knew this was it and driving home I thought right okay gonna get home and my husband's sort of on the phone was like you sure you sure you sure and I was like yep 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 this is definitely happening so I got home and I walked into the house and I remember going to my living room and we lived out in the middle of nowhere at that time and it was dusk and I got on my birthing ball and I just looked out into the garden from the the French doors that we had and I started breathing and I started rotating on my ball and I remember looking outside and it was a full moon as well so I was like oh my gosh I'm born with full moon and my husband then walked in the door and he just instantly started just busying himself and just had a real combination of like anxiety slash excitement going on and um he started busying himself filling up the pool we'd hired a birthing pool and I was really keen to be able to to give birth in the water and so once he got home I called the midwives and said that I was having contractions and they were pretty irregular at the time but roughly about 10 minutes apart but they were unmistakably um contractions and they said that because it was my first time it was really really likely that I was going to be in labor for a, a really really long time and which I remember getting my back up a little bit but anyway <laughs> the other thing that they said to me was it, it was unlikely at that time that I was going to get my my home birth that I really, really wanted because they had a real shortage of staff at the time. I remember them saying, right, just give us a call back when the contractions become a little bit closer together. And when you feel like you can't, you're not, you're not finding it as manageable to get through them. So I remember just hanging up and then just really deflated saying to my husband, they've just told me that I'm unlikely to get my home birth because of the staff shortage. And there's just, I felt the anxiety creeping instantly. And I don't know what happened, but my husband took the phone off me. He went upstairs and then, I don't know, a matter of minutes later, he popped back downstairs again. And he says, you're getting your home birth. And I really wished that I knew what he'd said. He's, he can't remember at all. So I will never know what he said, but whatever it was, it definitely worked. And I feel really pleased because we... We went to a couples workshop that was part of the antenatal class that I was attending at the time. And I'm so pleased we did, because I feel that if we hadn't, he might not have had the, the balls maybe to, to give them a call and really push for what I wanted, because he knew it's going to make such a difference to me. So anyway, home birth was back on, um, but they weren't sending anyone out to me yet because um, they didn't have anyone available to come out to me to come and examine me. So... We were left at home, just my husband started filling up the pool. He started making me dinner and I just kept on rotating on my ball. I was breathing, I was moving around. I just, I was basically just doing anything that felt really right for me to do and getting into positions that just felt normal. But at that point, that was mostly either sitting on my ball or walking around the house or walking up and down the stairs. Then it, it was at about... 10 o'clock that they finally had a midwife come out to me. So this is roughly about five hours after my first contraction started. And they sent the midwife and she arrived and 
she asked to examine me, which I consented to, but she said, right, you're going to need to get on your back. And I really, really remember that, first of all, just her asking me to get onto my back felt so incredibly unnatural, so, so wrong. The idea for me of actually having to get on my back, I can almost compare it to um, maybe someone asking me to get onto a bed of nails. It just felt so wrong. But somehow I did it. I breathed through it. And she examined me and she said, you're two centimetres dilated. And although I had done the education and knew that a number actually really didn't mean anything uh, because things can change at any time and it can change really quickly or really gradually, I still just naturally felt deflated. And another reason why is because it meant by their guidance, I wasn't able to get into the pool yet which looking back now, I find really strange because before she left, she suggested that I have a bath. So I didn't quite understand, but I don't think I really thought about it at the time, but it's now that I look back and I think that's really odd. <laughs> um, however, she, again, before she left, she reiterated that there was a chance that I might have to go into hospitals or to the birth center due to the staff shortages. And again, it was likely I'd be in labor for a really, really long time because it was my first. So again, felt that little niggle of disappointment. However, she hadn't even left before I was back up on my feet with my hands at this point. I, I wrapped my hands around the bars in, of the banister in our living room, like the stairs going up. Um, and I got into this really hypnotic trance of breathing and rotating whilst sort of gripping onto the bars and I was almost hanging off it my husband likes to remind me on a regular basis how it was just a very odd scene seeing me do this strange little trance and move but it was it was one of my most vivid memories and it I was so in the zone at this point I was sort of swinging myself around in a circle but I remember it feeling just so so good and it was just really instinctive and the rotating was another kind of tool that I'd learned in my classes to sort of aid the the birthing process but I continued with the movement and I continued with the breathing and then at this point I decided to give the TENS machine a go so up until now I'd only been doing my my breathing and movement and at this point I don't think time was even on my radar I was really kind of inside of myself but I remember Ollie um, getting a TENS machine set off on my back and I used it. I started it off really low and I continued with my, my moving. And I remember sort of staying upright, but leaning on the back of the sofa while sort of swaying from side to side. And at the same time, I had um, the music playing in the background that I used to have or that used to be played in the antenatal classes that I went to. So it just felt like it really anchored me back to that that place of feeling really, really super calm. And the tens worked an absolute treat. And it was amazing. I remember feeling just amazing to have a different sensation going on during each surge. It just almost gave me a different focus. And I personally just loved the tens machine. And I think I was using it for about an hour um, by this next point. And so we got to about 11 o'clock and I hadn't, I realized I hadn't eaten anything. So Ollie made me 
some dinner, a, a nice bowl of plain pasta with grated cheese, which is my absolute childhood staple favorite growing up. So we thought that'd be nice and easy. But although I knew it was super important to eat to keep my energy levels up and to stay fueled, especially since I hadn't actually eaten very much for a good few hours, I actually really struggled and couldn't eat much of it at all. And then it was actually really, really shortly after this point that my surges started to become closer together. And I think they were about roughly about three minutes apart by this point, and they felt so much more intense. So I whacked up the Thames machine a notch and Ollie called the midwives again to give them a bit of an update and to say that my contractions had gotten closer together and more intense. And I also, I, I was so desperate to get into the pool but the midwives told Ollie that I, I couldn't because they needed to examine me before I could get in, which was incredibly annoying. Um, but they asked Ollie if I was able to talk through my contractions, which was definitely becoming a lot harder to do because I was really in the zone with my breathing during each one. But they said that they would send a midwife out and told him to call back if in the meantime my water is released. But it was quite a while after this and the midwife still wasn't there and they got to about midnight and I remember going for a wee and another really vivid memory is how good it felt to sit on the toilet it just felt like home if that's even possible it was just the perfect position to sit in and it felt just dreamy and somehow and I actually don't really know how I was um, rotating whilst on the toilet because I, I remember the rotation was just so big for my birth because I'd remembered that the rotating motion can help with the, the opening of the cervix, but also it's super hypnotic. And I definitely found it hypnotic and relaxing. And um, also it helps to sort of pump and, and fuel the, the blood, fresh oxygenated blood to like the pelvic floor and the perineum as well and all around the body. So I kept up with my rotation, even on the toilet. Um, but at some point decided I need to get up. So, so Ollie helped me to physically stand up again. But as I was, as he was sort of helping me up, I was still rotating. And then just before I got to the point of fully standing, my waters really conveniently released over the toilet, which in Ollie's eyes was just perfect because <laughs> it kept it nice and contained and there wasn't a big mess everywhere but I just Ollie likes things quite nice and tidy so I remember thinking that just couldn't have happened at a better time <laughs> that's <laughs> just amazing I know um and then we just both looked at each other and just complete shock because obviously it was just really unexpected and so we just looked at each other and thought oh my god and instantly I felt this this immense pressure all of a sudden as soon as they released that everything just changed really really quickly and I suddenly had the most overwhelming urge to to bear down I, the sensations in my body just completely changed and it was unmistakable unmistakable sorry and something really clicked in me really quickly and I instinctively took myself down onto the floor into all fours where I then maxed out the power of the tens machine, um, whacked it all the way up to 10, whilst Ollie called the midwives again to let them know about my waters so that they could let them, so he could let them know that they were clear. 
and they said that there was a midwife that had left a while ago and they were surprised that she hadn't actually arrived yet and typically this night was the weather was shocking like there was a, a storm it was blowing an absolute hoolie outside and we lived in the middle of nowhere and it was this raging storm and when Ollie had initially got home when my my contractions first started he tied some balloons on the road to kind of guide the midwife to our house so she knew where she was going um you know and it was midnight so it was pitch black and so we managed to get hold of her on the on the mobile I think she might have called my husband I can't actually remember but all the balloons are blown away so she, he was trying to guide her to our house whilst I was on all fours and I another tool that I'd learned was if things were becoming a little bit intense a bit too quickly or if you needed time to kind of get back into your your breathing again or if you needed to make a decision about something and to relieve a little bit of pressure from what was going on was to get your head down and your bum right up in the air so imagine being in all fours but head towards the floor bum as far up in the air as possible so you take the pressure from the head away from the cervix a little bit. So I got into this position whilst Ollie was on the phone trying to guide the midwife. And then all of a sudden, I remember calling out to Ollie whilst he was on the phone saying, it's coming. I didn't know if we were having a boy or girl at the time. I was like, it's coming, it's coming. And this urge was just unmistakable. It was so incredibly powerful. It was like, you know, if you need to go for a number two and you just know instinctively that this is, that they're coming. So whilst I was calling this out to Ollie, he was trying to relay to the midwife, oh, she, she, she ain't, she's saying she needs to push, she needs to push. And apparently they were saying to him in the, um, in the background that, oh, no, 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 it's actually, it's really, really common for first time mums to feel like they, they need to push when actually they're not ready to, or um, it's not really a, a pushing feeling. Um, and so he was kind of like relaying this back to me. I was like, I need to push. <laughs> but they were saying like, and he, and he was panicking a little bit. He was like, don't, don't push, don't push. And oh now looking back, I really feel like everything would have been completely fine. But obviously the fact that Ollie was panicking a little bit kind of then made me panic and thought, okay. Uh, so I literally was putting everything in my power to, to not push, which was, quite a conflicting thing to do in both my body and my mind so I, I don't know why but I decided that I had my um my head down at this point and bum up in the air and I whacked up the tennis machine and at the same time I put one hand on the crown of my head and I started just rubbing like rotating my head my hand on my head just round and round like you know when you do that that thing when you're at school and you're kind of you're patting your stomach whilst you rub your head to see if you can do two different things yeah, at the same yeah, time yeah. I got really stuck at doing that, but it was like a really powerful way for me to kind of keep the focus from not, well, from holding in basically. And I was literally doing that for about, I think it was about 20 minutes before suddenly the midwife arrived. She came bursting through the door and I was still in this position at this point. And I remember her coming in and saying, okay, hi, Sammy. So can you just get onto your back so I can examine you? Um, and thankfully, literally before I had the chance to say something quite strongly that I wanted to say to her about trying to get on my back, she thankfully saw 
that I didn't need to because she saw my baby's head. <gasps> I was about to, not, the, the head hadn't come out, but she could see that baby's head was definitely ready to come out. So oh, she said, okay, don't worry, let's get you in the pool. And so she, she and Ollie helped me get up and ripped the TENS machine off. And I was finally, after about, I don't know, seven hours, able to get into the pool. And that was, oh my goodness, it was the most amazing I will never forget the feeling, the pure euphoria and instant effect that the water had on me. I'm just being immersed in this water. And I really only wish that I could have listened to my instincts and got in there earlier because it was just incredible. And once I was in the pool, I was really able to just completely let go and let my instincts take over. And the positioning was just, oh, I just felt like, weightless and it, it felt amazing and then my there was a little gap in between contractions then but with my next contraction I allowed my body to just really to work with the urge to bear down which compared to when I was working against that sensation before when I was on all fours and bum in the air it, oh, it just felt amazing so I was trying to beforehand I was trying to hold her in so much but now I just felt like such a relief that I could work with it and it felt so so powerful and then within two surges of getting in the pool, my daughter's head was out. Mm. Um, and I remember, I remember experiencing a burning sensation. And I, I think I picked up on it because I'd heard other people talk about it. And then I remember sort of saying it's burning, but even though, you know, obviously a burning sensation you, it has a negative connotation to it, but it was, it was really intense, but I really wasn't afraid and it felt, I think as a result of that intense feeling, I suddenly just, this loud mammalian heaving sound just came out of me, kind of out of nowhere as her head came down. And I think, I remember Ollie was just saying after, it was like, you literally sounded like a cow or something. Like, it, I think <laughs> I was moving or something. Mm. And we had this really dodgy neighbor at the time. <laughs> well, dodgy I, I don't mean dodgy in in a bad sense but in the way that Ollie thought this your neighbor's going to think that he's you're doing something dodgy um so I remember once baby's head or once her head was out my midwife said to me okay you've got one more contraction and your baby's going to be here and just as she said that the second midwife came came through the door because you have to have two midwives when you have a home birth and she literally, just as she walked in the door, I had this next contraction. And, and there she came, like my daughter arrived. Um, I think it was about 10 or 15 minutes after entering the pool is with, within three contractions that wow. she arrived. Wow. Yeah, it, all that, that bit that happened so, so quickly. And we spent a little bit of time in the water. And I remember when she arrived, I kind of scooped her up and she was quite slippery because she was in the water. And I was like, really afraid of dropping her. And, but I scooped her up and pulled her out of the water. And I remember, I couldn't stop saying, I did it. I can't believe I did it. I did it. Um, and I just brought her to my chest. And yeah, we just spent a little bit of time in the water whilst we let the blood transfer over from the placenta um through the cord and then Ollie clamped and cut the cord stayed a little bit of time 
in the water, but then decided to come out to birth the placenta. So I lay down on the floor by the birthing pool, kind of surrounded by cushions, whilst we did some skin to skin and while she was trying to latch on. And then I birthed the placenta naturally as well, physiologically. Um, and then they checked um, that all the bits of the placenta were there and whether or not I needed any stitches. And I just remember being at home, the feeling of being at home in my own surroundings was such a huge comfort to me. And it was just incredible to be able to sort of take ourselves upstairs and into bed, literally just a matter of moments after my daughter arrived earthside. It was, it was just amazing. Yeah, amazing. What, what a beautiful birth story. What an absolutely beautiful story that was. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I didn't have a home birth, but I could imagine how amazing it must be to literally go upstairs with your baby and, and just cuddle up in bed with your family. Like, oh, goodness. Um, that's, that's incredible. I mean, yeah, as a first time mum as well to, to have that kind of birth. I mean, we've got to be honest, it's, it's, it's not really a, what's the word, common, mm. um, especially these days with the high rates of intervention. So, I mean, do you put that down to like the, all of the work, like you did some deep work because you came to birth with a lot of baggage from your, you know, your childhood and all those fears. What do you put that down to? A hundred percent down to the work I did. I mean, I really, I did so much um I did a separate pregnancy yoga class to the antenatal class that I talked about at the beginning so I was doing two sort of weekly classes and then I did the couples workshop as well so that Ollie was on board with everything and I did so much reading and I really immersed myself in positive birth stories I mean literally I was just consumed with it because I really, I think the prep, but also where I chose to give birth. Yeah. Ultimately yeah. for me, I don't think I would have had the same experience had I have given birth, even in the birth center or hospital. Yeah. I just yeah. think it would have been entirely different for me. And I think I really stuck on how important your environment is in, in producing the oxytocin and, and how important the oxytocin is for your birth. So yeah, I definitely put it down to the work that I did and yeah, because it was a lot of baggage and it didn't come without its, you know, little voices from whether it was my mum or mother-in-law or, or even friends, you know, are you sure you're doing the right thing? I really had to shut off from what everyone else thought and just had to go with what I knew felt right for me. Yeah. And I even remember afterwards someone saying, it was a really good friend's mum of mine who said, why did you why did you risk yourself like that and your baby that was so risky and I, oh oh my god yeah so it's it was it, I did find it hard to not listen to everyone's opinions of it but I yeah I just had to stick with it yeah I mean yeah I can totally agree I mean if we were to have a another child I would definitely go for a home birth but I'm already like I know for a fact there'd be people within the in my family which would say you know no this is crazy this is risky so you're you're absolutely right um but your birth sounded so instinctive you were 
breathing, rotating, hanging, you know, swinging and um, in this kind of hypnotic trance. That's what I really, I really felt this kind of connection and um, deep sort of intuition. And I guess like some people listening might be thinking, well, how do you do that? Because day to day, we don't swing, we don't rotate, we don't move. And we, we go to give birth and we have to kind of tap into all of this intelligence, but we spend so much time in our rational brains. How does one disconnect from that neocortex and do what you did? So I am a big advocate for the breathing, um, you know, not only in a hypnobirthing sense, but through the pregnancy yoga that we do, because, you know, the breathing has got uh, so many different levels of benefits to it. So not only you know, to calm your body and and your mind, but you're tapping into that vagus nerve and that vagus nerve is what's going to create that that, feeling of calm and safety in the body, which is exactly where we need to be during birth, especially in the early stages. So for me, a lot of that comes from the breathing, but not just doing it when you're in labor, but, you know, making that breathing pattern, that, that breathing um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for kind of making you know the in for four and out for eight or whatever it might be making that so often that you practice it on such a regular basis that it becomes second nature so it becomes quicker when you tap in with to tap into that feeling of safety and calm so it's not just something you can say oh I know I'll just breathe through it I really believe that you have to sort of build up almost that muscle memory of the breathing into the body first yeah yeah so that when you're actually doing it at the time, it then becomes easier to tap into your body. I spend a lot of time in the classes that I teach kind of saying, just spend spend regular time in your day, tapping into your body and what it needs and what it feels like at that time. And I think I just, that, that was what I did during pregnancy. I really just was able to tap into that real trust and instinct in my body. And that's a, a big reason why I didn't want to have any... You know, I was open to having any any medication or any pain relief should I need it at any time. But I've got this weird thing against I'd always have always had these weird things against sort of having medication growing up. And for me, the medication would then not allow me to have that that intuition and that instinct in my body. And it would take me out of that. So I think for me, mm. it was just easier for me to tap into it yeah. without having yeah. anything else on top of it, like any pain relief. Yeah, I but get you. I didn't you. ever feel the need either for it. I just, there wasn't any point. I mean, I wasn't, there wasn't an option because there was no one there mm. to offer me even gas and air, but I didn't ever feel the need for it. Yeah, it's interesting because some um, people may feel that pain relief actually gives them back control in a sense because yeah. you don't need to move, you don't need to do hypnotic, you know, movements. And, and some people feel that that gives them control, whereas other people, I think I'm, the exact same I feel that pain a pain relief would would make me lose signal with my intuition and that is scary yeah. and that feels more out of control but it's interesting yeah. everyone is different right so oh, yeah, totally it's, it's totally yeah. Yeah, why so many would want to use it I totally do and I'm not here to say you know don't use it or whatever I just it, I'm here to say just whatever feels right for you is, yeah. is what's important absolutely and as long as it's informed so what was the most challenging part of your your labor and your birth oh it was definitely going against my 
the sensations of wanting of, of her coming like suddenly when everything switched yeah and I was told being told that first off that I wasn't ready to push you know someone on the end of the phone who had couldn't even see me had no clue what was going on telling me that no I didn't need to push and that um and I guess then the panic that rose in Ollie's voice as a result and that just didn't need to happen did it if you think about it it didn't it really frustrates me now looking back um isn't it so interesting that nine years later that you you can still look back and feel frustrated and that's why I say to people you know it's not just a day like birth is important you remember it and often the feelings actually stay with you even if it's an amazingly positive empowering experience there'll be still be things that you know didn't potentially you know in your situation that actually you've got a memory now and a feeling towards that situation so it's quite insane isn't it that we we really do remember these things and it is vivid and it is alive yeah totally I just I I wish I had just followed my instincts first off and got in the pool a lot earlier um and secondly I kind of and it's you know it's your first despite the fact I'd done all this education I'd really prepped myself there was still an element of well no maybe I maybe I really do need to wait um you know until the midwife is here to do anything but you know that's hindsight for you isn't it and I think had that happened a second time then I would have felt much more comfortable and much more confident to for it to happen for sure yeah wow brilliant well thank you so much Sammy shall we just end with you just sharing a little bit more about what you offer just in case any of the listeners you know like your vibe want to connect and maybe you want to do on your courses so yeah just a quick sort of summary of, of um, what you what you have on offer Awesome, thanks. So I, like I said, I'm exhale, birthing and beyond. I offer pregnancy yoga classes at the moment locally, so in Exeter, but I am actually looking to do much more pre-recorded content, which I'll be popping onto, popping on the website so that it's, it's much more available to everyone anywhere. And I also do hypnobirthing courses over zoom and in person private or group and I'm also actually going much more in depth now with more of the biomechanics of birth as well so in my yoga classes and and the pre-recorded content I'm going to do is we're going to be focusing focusing a lot on how to create as much pelvic balance and maintain as much pelvic health during pregnancy as possible and um, also some kind of biomechanics moves that you can do during labor should you need to. So yeah, my big thing is sort of reducing fear, maintaining biomechanics and um, the hypnobirthing so that everyone has all the information they need going into birth so they feel much more confident um, with what's going on. So yeah, and I'm on Instagram at exhale birthing and beyond. Brilliant. And I'll leave your link in the description. Um, Thank you so much, Sammy. It's been great talking to you. Thank you, Bobby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, guys. I'm just adding this announcement onto the end to let you guys know that my online hypnobirthing course, Birthbox, is now live. Go and check it out in the link below and have a lovely day.